Welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. And welcome into another Powers Podcast. That's right, it's me in living color in the flesh. And uh, today, uh, I'm going to take it in a little bit different of a direction because it's usually lighthearted or I'll talk about, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, I talked about my uncle passing away of cancer, but it's usually stuff that affects me personally or stuff that I see going on. And uh, today we actually have a special guest with us, and this is Lisa Shefford. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you for coming in last minute notice. I, I just called you and I said, hey, can you be here in 20 minutes? And you're like, Zoom. And here I am. Yeah. <laughs> you jumped right in and uh, you're here on the podcast. So thank you very much. Um, of course, September is uh, Suicide Prevention Month and it's Mental Health Awareness Month as well. And I just thought we would uh, we touch base on some of this um, because uh, you actually have been in the field for a long time and you uh, you got a lot more knowledge about it than I do. But I have some personal uh, experience uh, in this in this field as well. And, uh, you know, September being Suicide Prevention Month and, and all that and Mental Health Awareness Month as well. Uh, let's just start and, and let's just uh, get a little bit of uh, your background and what you have with this. Sure. Um, so I've I worked as a mental health counselor uh, for 25 plus years. I think it was 27 altogether, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. And um, I worked a lot of that time at Central Michigan University. So um, I saw a lot of students who struggled with uh, depression and suicidal thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm not, uh, working as a therapist right now because I decided to pursue a music career. Um, but you know, having 25 years of, uh, experience in that area, um, it's still something that's very important to me and still something that whatever I do with the music career, I, I want to keep mental health kind of on the forefront, um, of, of that. And we see, um, I have seen this over a long period of time. Uh, my entire life, uh, just mental health issues that people suffer from. But I've seen it, uh, you know, increase greatly since the pandemic has hit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, isolation is right. something that's very difficult to deal with, even when you're not in a pandemic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people know that we saw um, suicide rates skyrocket. We saw, I mean, skyrocket's probably too strong of a term, but we there was an uptick in, in depression and um, and suicidal ideation and that sort of thing uh, because people are just sitting in a room by themselves with those terrible thoughts, you know? Right, um, right. Yeah. And I'm looking at some of these stats here. Um, you know, these stats are I'm getting off of, of the NAMI uh, website, uh, N-A-M-E-I.org. Uh, 79% of all people who uh, have died by suicide uh, or were male. Uh, more women than men attempt suicide. Uh, men are four times more likely to die by the uh, by the uh, suicide there. Uh, suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 14, which is a shocker. I did not realize that uh, you know kids as young as 10 years of age uh, were doing this. The third leading cause of death among people aged 15 to 24 just here in the United States. It's the 12th leading cause of death overall in the United States. And then 46% of people who die by suicide had a diagnosed mental health condition previous to that. Uh, but research shows that 90% may have experienced symptoms of a mental health condition previous to that as well. Um, I had an issue with it uh, probably about a year and a half ago, and I did not even realize it. And it had nothing to do with the pandemic. Mine was more of an emotional 
uh, void that was in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just was, I was in a downward spiral and it was out of control. And I talked to my wife about it. And, um, you know, we had some marital issues going on. I'm just going to be blunt about it. And it just, it just spun out of control. And she was also spinning out of control with some uh, health issues uh, that she was experiencing as well. And hers, hers just went and, and her spiraled, spiraled out of control in a different direction. And mine went in, in another direction. Well, I was an emotionally empty person. And instead of looking to God or looking to, you know, my faith, I went the other direction and I went looking for um, looking to fill a void in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. that void, um, I, I got cut off um, from the, the source that I was looking for. Um, it, 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 it was it was it was a harsh cutoff. And I felt so empty inside that. I felt there was no way out of it. Yeah. And I think I think what you just described um, is not atypical. There are as many reasons why people become depressed as there are depressed people. So it's really hard to say, well, this is what causes depression. But I would say that many people, when they're struggling with an issue, um, often turn to something, whether it's a drug or uh, an extramarital affair or whatever. Or a lot advice, of, right, right? Right, right. And... And of course, that doesn't fix it. <laughs> um, so, you know, learning learning how to address the problem, whatever the problem is, and learning that the problem is solvable. I think that many people, probably most, I don't want to say all because I don't like to use all or nothing uh, thinking, but um, most people who are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts at some level have lost hope that the problem can be solved. Mm -hmm. That's why suicide pops into your head. Because, you know, if you had a better option, <laughs> you'd, you'd take that. You'd take it, right. But when, when the thoughts start kind of spiraling and get dark and you don't have any other way um, to, to counteract that, it, it, it actually kind of makes sense that suicide would pop into your head because who wants to feel that bad for that long, you know? Yeah, and 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 you know you're right. You, you when you you give up on the hope uh, part of it there too, and it you know and I've I've dealt with um uh, the biggest the biggest vice that I had was gambling, you know, because it made me feel secure. It mm -hmm. made me feel like you know um it, it was it was my way of of feeling safe. Right. Um, and it was wrong, you know, it was wrong. And I lost a lot of money and I lost a lot of, uh, you know, it just, it was, it was in a downward spiral Sure. sure. and that made me feel even worse. And, you know, but yeah, the sense of, of, of the, yeah, I had no hope, but you know what? There is hope. There's always hope. And, you know, and you're right when people don't feel like there's any hope and it's a sense of feeling instead of reality. Exactly. Exactly. But when a person is that depressed, when a person is, is really in the throes of depression, it's very difficult to reason with them and, and say, well, you know, that's not true or, well, it's not always going to be this way because they feel, they feel it and they believe it. And so um, it, it's, I think, really important not to say to a person, well, you're wrong or that's not true or whatever, but to let them know that's the depression talking, that the depression is um, interfering with your ability to see reality. Um, and, and a lot of times people when they're in the middle of it, they just don't realize that. And you can't, yeah, you're not, you're not thinking rationally. Exactly. And it's, and again, you're not wrong because you can't tell somebody they're wrong because that's, that's, that's how the, they feel. That's the reality. Exactly. That's their perception. Exactly. Their, their, their perception is seeing that way. Exactly. So what can we say to somebody? I mean, besides that, how can we help people, uh, to work through that? 
Well, uh, a couple things I'd like to suggest. I, th- I think we need to be careful. Many of us have had friends, uh, relatives, whatever, who, who've struggled with depression. And certainly to comment, certainly to say I'm concerned, um, you, you, I'm seeing something different. You know, you look sad or you see, you know, to address it, mm-hmm. but also to be careful not to try to be the person to fix it. Um, to, to ask that person, you know, to get to a professional, to get to somebody who can actually intervene in a um, an objective way. Because, uh, you know, it's very tempting to think that it's our job to fix this person or it's our job to, you know, um, I don't think that's accurate and I don't think it's helpful. I do think it's our job as friends to be honest about how we're experiencing somebody. And if I have a friend who all of a sudden looks way different than they used to and they're doing some thing, I don't want to just walk away from that and then go talk to the other people. Oh, Bob, look at Bob. He's really strong. I'm going to talk to Bob. I'm going to say, hey, Bob, you're my friend. Yeah. And I'm noticing some behavior. And that's the thing is to is to look at the behavior and identify the behavior. Don't use uh, like pejorative words or, you know, you're this or you're that and, and, and start labeling them. But I've noticed you seeming uh, more sad lately. I notice you teared up at, at dinner and I don't normally see that with you. Or I've noticed you're pulling back from spending time with people or, you know, the behavioral changes and then expressing concern. So approach it delicately, but with love and tender care, not not going, hey, I, I need to help you. I, I need to I need to I need to fix this for right, you. Right. Right. Because it, as uh, as you can imagine, one of the issues with depression is often people think no one cares um so just simply showing that you care that is uh you know that can do a lot towards helping someone realize oh well i do matter uh people do care but then of course the next step is if someone's expressing um that they care about me then not for them to try and fix me or solve me but to say hey I, i think this is beyond the scope of what just friends can do i can certainly care but boy this this looks like a a a serious mental health issue and i'm going to encourage you to get help from somebody who's you know a licensed professional see and i remember uh my my uh my issue uh really came to head on september 4th when i was seriously considering ending everything and it was i remember i was sitting there i was watching the michigan wolverine game and after the game ended uh i was so empty and i was so alone and i was like i told my wife i said i gotta go for a drive and she goes are you okay and i go no i just need to go i just need to go for a drive and i i i contemplated different ways of and different methods of of ending it all and I, uh, my friend reached out to me and she goes, I'm really concerned. You know, she had just seen me about an hour before that. She goes, I'm really concerned. Are you okay? And I go, no, I'm not. I go, and I just, I just laid it out to her and she reached out to my other friend, Jay, um, and Jay Gross and, 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 uh, Jay said, you know, you know, um, you know, we're, we're going to meet, we, we got to meet, let's go meet at Island Park. And yeah. there was a whole group of, of friends that met me there and we just sat and talked and I was I was just so down and just so bummed and just so, um, you know, to the point to where I just, you know, like I did, I had the hopelessness feelings. So I was like, I just, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. I, and they need, and you know, and then what they told me is like, then don't talk Just shut up and listen, you know? And, 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 and again, they were, you know, they cared about me that much. Yeah. So, you know, they were there just to, just to encourage me and not, and again, they weren't trying to fix me. 
Yeah. And then they took me to a place to where I needed to go to where somebody could try to fix me. Yes. And they got me, you know, they took me to, took me to the place where I needed to go. All while, you know, this was on a Saturday, all while, you know, on Monday morning, I came back into the radio station and I acted like nothing happened. Sure. You know, and I was able to proceed on the radio and, and show a great face and, and, and that, but, but, you know, and a lot of people do that. They can, they can mask it. Please do not mask it. Don't, don't pull what I did. You know, just be upfront with, you know, yourself, those around you, your, you know, those that you, you know, uh, your family and your friends, just don't mask it because you don't want to lose precious time and you don't want to do something, you know, you don't want you to, you don't want to put a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up both of those things, the permanent solution to a temporary problem, because right. that's just what it is. The problems are temporary. They can be fixed. And the second thing is masking the depression. There's such a stigma about mental health issues. And, and I know it's improved. I know it's gotten better, but there still is um, a fear of, you know, being judged uh, poorly by your peers. You know, if I go to my boss and I say I've got a mental health issue, is it going to affect my job? Um, there's there's certainly um, a, a stigma attached to it. And so I think you're right. There are people who don't address the issues. They don't go in and say, like you would with a physical health issue, oh, well, I've broken my leg. I need some time off work. Or, you know, I have I have a heart condition and you, right? right. They don't go in and, 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 and talk about that because they're afraid of what people will think. And I think you're absolutely right. We need to be asking more questions um, and addressing this as a health issue. It's a health issue. It's, it's mental health, not physical health, but it is a health issue. I like what you put on your uh, your uh, one of your websites here, uh, selinalaluna.com. Um, you put this on your page. It says, one of my dearest friends took his own life yesterday. I don't know how to put into words the shock and grief that immediately coursed through my body when I stopped uh, uh, at his home upon seeing EMTs at his residence to learn what had happened. Guilt, anger, sadness all at once. How did I miss it? I was a mental health counselor for 25 years, for God's sake. How can God let things like this happen? What could I have done differently? And here are some things that you knew. This is what you posted. Number one, my dear friend lost hope. Having hope that things will get better is important. When one's life looks and feels painful and hopeless, suicide does make sense. Number two, God does not endorse suicide. Neither does he cause or prevent it. People choose suicide when they no longer feel that life is worth living. Uh, And then you went on to number three, when somebody has made the decision to end their life, uh, you know, he or she does not warn you that they're going to do it. You did not miss anything. There was nothing to miss. If you were warned ahead of time, you would have prevented it. So they did not warn you. It is not the survivor's fault. And then number four, mental health services in the United States need to be improved. And this is where, um, and I've seen this over and over again, and I've seen this with uh, good friends of mine, and they've gone to state, you know, the state legislations, and they've gone, you know, as far as they can to try to cha- make these changes. And, you know, it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough hill to, to climb here. There needs to be better access, is what you said. Better insurance coverage, better training for mental health professionals. It needs to be easier to get excellent medical health services than it is to get a gun. It needs to be easier to get excellent medical health services than it is to get a gun. Uh, you said we want to end to say number six. Praying is always a good thing. Prayer does change things. Pray for peace. Pray for common sense. Pray for our legislators to make good choices. And then number seven, find somebody you love and just hug them right now while you're listening to this podcast. Just grab somebody around you or in your head, find somebody you love and hug them virtually. Uh, you know, do it right now. 
Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is always there for you. You can always hit up 988. I know that's the uh, the, the national line as well. But um, always reach out. And this just gave me goosebumps just reading this again because uh, I've read this before on your page. But these these are just some of the key things that, you know, you've endured. You know, this this is something that you've experienced. And I just I can't imagine going through that, for, you know, of, 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 of watching a friend go through that. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, it was a very difficult time, of course. Um, so just uh, maybe to catch some of your listeners up, the website you're referring to, uh, as I said, I was a mental health counselor for 25 years. Uh, I'm, I'm now doing uh, music. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I, I used to do the singer-songwriter on the side, and I just sort of flipped those. <laughs> so right. now that's, that's my career. And so, so this website, just to be clear is not a mental health website. <laughs> um, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a singer uh, and a songwriter, but I still care about mental health issues. Um, and the, the biggest reason I put that on the website is because I know there is a lot of survivor guilt. Um, I know that anyone who has experienced a friend or a loved one who has completed suicide um, struggles greatly with that. Oh my gosh, how did I not see it? What, you know, and, um, it's important to realize that the survivor often needs to get some support. Mm -hmm. The survivor Mm -hmm. needs to, you know, it's traumatic. It's traumatic to experience that. Um, it's traumatic to, to grieve someone under normal circumstances, but specifically, uh, when a suicide is, uh, is the reason that, you know, they ended their life. Um, the other reason I put the information uh, on that blog is um, because, uh, as I kind of joked about, <laughs> I've looked at life from both sides now. Um, I've, I've had mental health issues myself. Um, I have experienced depression. Um, I, I decided on my own. Uh, to hospitalize myself uh, a little over two years ago, I guess it was right around two years ago, because I was struggling with depression, because I was surrounded by it all the time, and I had a bunch of other circumstances in my in my life at the time. Right, right. Um, and I want to be able to say that because you just heard me say a minute ago, there's a, a stigma around mental health. So I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation about mental health with you. And then just leave out the part that I struggled with mental health <laughs> because that would be, in my opinion, hypocritical. Hypocritical, right? right. Um, so I've I've been I've been a receiver, you know, a consumer of mental health services, and I've been a provider, and so I feel like I can I can speak with, um, you know, from experience that our mental health system needs to be improved. Excellent mental health care needs to be more accessible. We need to talk more about mental health, not as a weakness, uh, not not as something that is um, something other people deal with, <laughs> you know, but as something that everybody needs to uh, address. Um, we need to have good physical health hygiene. You know, we exercise, we brush our teeth, we, you know, eat well. We need to have good mental health hygiene, too. And, and very few people talk about that. Um, so I, I just, it's still very important to me. It's still something that's very important to me, even though that's not my job anymore, um, to keep that on the forefront, to keep people talking about mental health issues 
as um, a, just an, a normal part of our lives. Yeah, and and it needs to be a, a normal part of everybody's life, you know. Um, and it doesn't need to be forefront, but it needs to be up there. But you know, you know, you, yeah, you take care of yourself physically. You shower, you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. you eat. You know, it, it should be up there. And yes, we definitely need. A, you know, we need a better uh, care system for mental health. And you know, you know, a lot of people are in the healthcare, the mental health care business right now, and they're doing the best that they can. Yeah. You know, and with the resources that we yeah. can provide. Um, but there's got to be a better way. You know, there's a, there's always a better way to do it. And you know, and I know people are are out there scratching their heads every day. Going there, there's there's got to be a better way, and, there, and people are trying to improve it, you know, every single day. Yeah, you know, um, I'll I, I want to tell you about a video. I'm just sitting here. If you're wondering why I'm smirking, um, I believe it is produced by the by NAMI that you just referenced, the National uh, Alliance for Mental Health. Mental Health, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, NAMI. I, I'm sorry, I don't have the acronym uh, uh, at my fingertips, but um, they put out a video where this young woman is uh there it is national alliance on mental illness um <clears throat> this young woman is is talking to a friend of hers and and she says oh you know my leg is killing me and uh um it's just it's just in a lot of pain and her friend says well are you going to go to the doctor and she says oh oh no I, I i don't need i don't need help i don't need to do that and she said but but your bone is sticking out of your leg you're in pain you need to you know and it's it's a video that's basically mocking what people do with mental health. They'll talk about how sad they are, how much pain they're in, and then somebody will say, "So are you going to go see some?" Oh no, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. And I know a lot of and people would, that do that. We yeah. would never do that with a physical health issue. You know, right, we right. would never do that. If you're in that much pain, you go see a doctor, right? Right, right. But but, but we feel like, oh, I'm supposed to work this out on my own. I'm supposed to just you know be strong enough to. Fa-. And and those are all myths and fallacies about mental health. That's true. I, I, I never thought about that. So, yeah, you're giving me something to think about and you're well, giving good. us something to think about. So uh, we definitely need to uh, we definitely need to increase our, our knowledge of, of mental health and get online and read about, you know, read about it. Uh, if you definitely need help, you can always call the uh, the National Alliance of Mental Health, uh, Mental Illness, too. It's 800-950-6264. We've got it on. I mean, you just Google it. I mean, and by the way, um, as of the uh, the recording of this podcast, you know, Google just had their 25th anniversary. I didn't know, you know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. September fifteenth. Yes. Now, now I am gonna I am gonna go in a slightly different direction, though. Yes, Google and do research. However, be very careful about your sources. Correct. There's yeah. a lot of information out there that is not helpful, um, and and we need to be careful that we are considering you know uh, professional sources, well researched sources, well respected sources, because you can you can read. I mean, anybody can write an article on. Uh, mental illness, or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, and some it's of its opinion, as according exactly, to you know, as exactly. To facts. So it's just really important. And likewise, uh, I used to say this when I was a therapist. Um, students would come in to me, and I would say, "Here's the thing: you are interviewing me for the position of your therapist. You're not stuck with me. You deserve an excellent therapist. If I had a brain tumor." I'm not going to go to a so-so brain surgeon. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna, going to the best. Right? right I'm not yeah. going to go to somebody who dabbles in brain surgery. <laughs> I'm going to find the, the best. best. And and if you have a mental health issue, this is your life we're talking about. This is literally life or death if you're having suicidal thoughts. So, yes, find somebody excellent. And 
And if you don't find that on the first try, keep going until you do. Because uh, bad therapy, <laughs> in my opinion, can be worse than no therapy at all. Because if, if a person comes into a therapist and they finally are at the point where um, they're willing to discuss some of these innermost secrets that they've never shared with anyone else, um, and they're really vulnerable, and they're really looking for, you know, some kind of guidance and suggestion, and what they get is not helpful, <laughs> that's, that can do more damage. You're doing a lot more damage, That can yeah. do more damage yeah. than, than, because then that just uh, recapitulates or, or um, confirms this thought that you had when you walked in the door of, my problem can't be solved, right? If I go to a therapist and things get worse, well, by God, it must be me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and, there, so, and there's no resolution, yeah. Right. There's no, there's no so way to resolve it. It's just really important to, to seek really good quality mental health services, which is part of the reason why uh, we're we're seeing uptick in, you know, um, in problems with mental health because it's it's difficult to find good quality services in rural areas. it's it's difficult to find good quality services period because there's such a uh, demand right now. You know, you call mm -hmm. places and you find out there's a, a, a three month wait or something like that, you know. So um, it's just we haven't caught up. <laughs> we haven't caught up as a as a country to the need for excellent quality mental health. Well, and counselors are very, very scarce right now because it's very hard to come by. Because mm -hmm. I was uh, when I was uh, last August, when I started going to counseling, it was it took me six months to get into a counselor right here in mid Michigan. I believe just it. because they are so they're so far and few between yeah. because they're so stretched thin. You know, the yeah. counselor that I got into, he was doing prison ministry and this and this and this. And yeah. there, there's only a few of them here in Michigan, you know? So uh, I mentioned that I that I decided to hospitalize myself back, uh, uh, I believe it was in October of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I did that. I, I went to Ohio. And the reason I did is because of what you just said. I could not find any place in the state of Michigan that would take me. Every, everybody was full. There was no, they're like, it's a waiting list. And I'm like, but. <laughs> I need help now. I can't and, wait. And, yeah. and here, was the, here was the interesting thing. At that moment, I was not suicidal, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not considered an emergency. And so you can't get in. Right. Which. And I'm like, but I'm trying to prevent that. I'm trying to not get to that point. I know I'm struggling with depression. Couldn't we, I don't know, maybe address it before, before it I becomes get to an issue like that? And so, uh, as it turns out, I, I ended up going to um, a wonderful, wonderful hospital called the Lindner Center in Ohio. But it was out of pocket. And this was the irony, Sean. I was a mental health counselor, right? And it wasn't covered on my insurance. But you felt that. <laughs> but you felt like you. But you were in such dire straits that you needed I, uh, to get this. I absolutely needed it. I. I mean, they they clearly recognized it, and I absolutely needed um, 
to get some professional help and get myself back on track. And this um, is somebody who is a counselor herself that just you recognize I need the help. Yes. And absolutely. I just need to go do it. So, uh, again, you know, don't feel like, you know, you have to keep, you know, if you're depressed or you're feeling down and, you know, or you're feeling like you, you're you having these thoughts, you know, please don't go. Don't have such pride that I, you know, I there's no hope. There's no hope. I'm just going to stop your mind from thinking that and just go. I just need to talk to somebody and maybe, you know, somebody can help me out just a little bit just just maybe just and a lot of people don't have somebody to just listen to them and that's like i said that's part of why i wanted to do this podcast with you because we've got to take the shame away from discussing mental health issues um because if a person can't discuss it um then they're just going to keep ruminating and ruminating on those thoughts and that's that's not a good thing so we've got to take the shame away and then in addition to that another thing i want to make sure we discuss today is that Asking someone, if, I, if I'm if i concerned about a friend and I say, are you having thoughts of suicide? I, I'm, I'm concerned. Are you having thoughts of suicide? That's not going to plant the idea and then make them go commit suicide. And a lot of people will tell you that they're afraid to bring it up because they're afraid they're going to, they're going to, they're going to. They're going to do that, it. They're right. going to plant a seed of doing it. And right. it just doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> if. If we ask, it shows that we care. You know, if I if I ask and say, look, I'm seeing a lot of things that are concerning me and I just I just want to know, you know, are you having those thoughts? And then, of course, if the person says, well, actually, yeah, I have had some of those thoughts, that would be a time to say, you know, I, I really care about you. I want to know. I want you to know that you know, this can be solved. I, I can't solve it for you, but boy, let's, let's find some resources and let's get you to some professionals that can help you with this. And it's going to show the person too, that, you know what? Somebody loves me. Somebody Absolutely. is somebody, you no know, life is worth living because somebody's here for me. Absolutely. It's an angel of God. It's an angel. You know, God sent me somebody. So, Absolutely. wow, that's awesome. Well, it's yeah. like That's I a great said, way to look I, just, at it too. I just feel so strongly about this because I had so many students come in my office and, um, you know, they'd never shared this with anybody else before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's what you do in therapy, right? You talk about you share, things yeah. that you've, um, and, and just for them to hear that, yes, there are people who care. And then of course, a therapist's job is to, is to really help them connect with their other resources outside of therapy and develop a social support system and all of that, you know, um, so yeah, I just, I just think it's really important, A, that we're talking about it, um, B, that we remove the shame. Uh, C, this idea of, you know, don't be afraid to ask somebody. You're not going to push them over the edge by saying, are you thinking of suicide? They're not going to go, oh, gee, you know, I never did consider that, but now I will. That's not yeah, how it just works. Just because you, you brought it up. That's yeah. not right. how it works. Um, but all that being said, uh, and I, I don't... I don't want to get too dark here, but the fact of the matter is, if a person has absolutely committed to doing this, they may not tell you. And that's part of why I put that in the blog, because um, if, if, if you didn't know, if you didn't catch it, if you didn't see it, it might be because they didn't tell you, they, they weren't going to tell you, um, because they'd already committed to taking their own life. And of course, if a person tells you they're going to do that, then you're going to stop them, right? So if they really, really want to do it, 
They're not going to tell, tell you. Yeah, they're not going to say And anything. that's, like I said, that's where the survivor guilt comes in because many people think, oh, well, I should have known or maybe they tried to tell me and I just didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear. Or, or, and, yeah. and, and that's not how it works. If a person has made the decision that they're doing it, they're not going to tell you because they know you're going to try to stop them. And they don't want to be stopped. Right. So there you right. go. 988 is the national uh, suicide prevention thing, too. Uh, I guess I'd just like to, to leave with these words, um, and that is that there's always hope. There's always hope. And if you're feeling hopeless, reach out to someone who you trust or someone who is a professional that you think you could trust, one or the other. Um reach out if you're feeling hopeless because there's always hope and and when you start having those thoughts that there is no hope that's not you that's the depression talking and you don't want to listen to depression you want to listen to a professional or a friend who's going to be more accurate and and say no man we we love you we think you're great you know like those that's the truth the depression is not the truth and that's that's a really important piece to remember. Absolutely. Lisa, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today about this and uh, Suicide Prevention Month here in the month of September. And again, uh, listen to this podcast over and over again. Share it with your friends and, uh, you know, spread the love and spread the word and, uh, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And we'll talk to you very soon on the next podcast. Sean, for now, have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.